0: Welcome, everybody. No one likes to tune a podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. This is the premiere dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. I'm here with my cohort. I said my name to her. I fucked it up. I said my name in the wrong way. I switched the descriptor and my name, and it didn't mm-hmm. flow right.
1: It's okay. We always yeah. ad-lib the uh, intro anyway, but no, Daryl Wong, co-host hanging out, no one likes to tune a podcast.
0: Long-term listeners will be surprised to learn we don't use a script at all. And that may come as a shock (laughs) based on the level of professionalism that we bring to this studio. Mm -hmm. Week in, week out. Daryl, every week what we watch a fast and furious movie. And this week we uh are on cycle twenty three and we just watched Furious Six, I mm-hmm. do believe. Uh how was your watch through, brother?
1: Uh not bad. I yeah. had a watch through today. It's nice to have kind of like a day in when you can do a little bit of movie and kind of do some stuff around the house. Yeah, you know. Uh, it's low stress. You're not trying to cram it in between a bunch of other activities. So that really set the nice tone for the walkthrough.
0: I um, would agree with you under normal circumstances, but I, this, mm-hmm. the, these days are not normal circumstances. Uh, my partner has COVID.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: And New Zealand rules, laws, Whatever COVID protocols state that if I, I'm a household contact and therefore I must also isolate for the 10 days. So I've been stuck inside mm-hmm. doing nothing but watching, you know, <laughs> TV and fucking eating ramen noodles and stuff. So uh-huh. that's been not fun.
1: Okay. What's the biggest difficulty? Like, uh, assuming like you didn't, you weren't able to prepare for a uh positive covid positive what's 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 the hardest part of uh getting that by surprise uh
0: the hardest part was swallowing the delivery fee for the groceries
1: Ooh yeah
0: (laughs) and then convincing my partner that we only needed to do it once that like (laughs) we're just going to do one order it's going to last us 10 days i don't care you know and uh-huh. like, well, it didn't. That's not working out so great. But the delivery yeah. fee is fucking crazy.
1: Uh huh. How much are we talking?
0: Uh, we're talking a lot.
1: Yeah, like hundred no, dollars? No, 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 no,
0: no, not even close. A yeah, fifth of I, that.
1: Yeah, Amazon costs. It's not free anymore. It costs like ten bucks. Delivery maybe fifteen. Yeah. It used to be free.
0: I thought Prime had like free to live. that was his whole shit.
1: It did during the pandemic, free delivery, but yeah. no longer. It costs money now. Are oh, you an uh, Amazon
0: uh, prime member? I am. Wow, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, Amazon so lost its
0: way. There was, those prices are going up too.
1: Prices are going up. I've been yeah, like since it went up, like I was like, oh, I've been hauling a lot more groceries i hold, I hauled groceries right before this. It's fr- I'm freezing my ass off out there, yeah. but it's hard for me to stomach the, uh, you know, well, the service that get was once free. A
0: car again, so you can go yeah. grocery shopping.
1: Yeah, uh, even then, it's like parking is so terrible, even for that sort of thing, that it's almost not worth it.
0: Yeah, I hear to you. To
1: do the drive and drive and grocery.
0: Um. All right. Well, Furious Six. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's talk a little bit about a movie I saw. First, Then we're going to get, I promise I know people come here For Fast and Furious content, they don't But (laughs) ostensibly they do (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. I hope at this point you don't That's (laughs) all I can say About this podcast, I hope to God You're not actually coming here For Fast and Furious content Mm
2: -hmm.
0: As I don't have, do you have any?
1: Uh, I mean Very little, very Very little little. Very little If I've got one intelligent Semi-intelligent thing to say on a weekly basis about these movies, I consider that a win. Yeah, Yeah. that's a win.
0: That's a total win. That's a total win. Uh, All right, I just want to talk quickly about a movie. The movie is called Death on the Nile. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh. A director I have a very sweet spot for. Mm -hmm. Got a little soft spot for the Branagh. Even though I thought Belfast, which was another movie that came out this year that he also directed, was kind of thumbs down for me for me for me but it's not made for me it's a Belfast is a movie made by old people for old people Mm. that's just across the board okay um so you know I can't really speak to that but Death on the Nile I saw the first one Murder on the Orient Express alone in a movie theater in Boston had a pretty good time Mm -hmm. had a pretty good time I've watched that I
1: watched that movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. He's doing his like weird French, you know, or Belgian Hercule Poirot thing. And Mm -hmm. he's got the mustache and he's flamboyant. And, you know, (laughs) Kenneth Ron is a weird director who does like, who's very showy and very like ostentatious and all over the place and can't really make up his mind. But I don't know why it really works for me, but it works for me most of the time. Death in the Nile. Also kind of working for me. Also kind of doing well. Mhm. Uh, It's a direct sequel. He's in it again. He's doing the same thing. Um, basically, the plot is... Uh, Gal Gadot is a very rich woman. Mm-hmm. She steals the fiance of a friend of hers and marries him. And then that friend is... Uh, ostensibly sort of haunting them on their honeymoon, like follows them on their honeymoon to Egypt or whatever, and is haunting them. They all get on a fucking riverboat at some point on the Nile. Weirdly, Hercule Poirot is there. He's been asked to sort of help, not protect them, but look into the fiancé situation. And uh, I don't want to spoil this, but I don't really think it's a spoiler because the book came out like a hundred fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. But Godot dies. She gets moited mm-hmm. on the Nile. And they have to figure out who did it. So like the most of the movie is they're trying to figure out who did it. It's a who mm. died. So, hmm Right. I will say this. Clearly, the studios were like, "You have good. We have Gal Gadot in our movie. We have to like keep her around for a while." And the movie in the first hour when she's alive really drags hard. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) oh boy, I was nervous. I was like, uh, I'm not so sure about the like, you know, it's all the things that I can sometimes forgive if a movie is like moving and popping. Like all the green screen sort of mushy background stuff, like all that, all that crap from modern film, you know, big blockbuster filmmaking these days is mm-hmm. uh, Yeah.:
2: It's
1: excusable if the movie feels like it's going somewhere.: Yeah, is that what totally you mean to. Say? Thank you.: yeah.
0: Thanks for finishing my sentence for me. I do appreciate it because I get lost. Um, but then she dies. And, like, the movie kicks into mystery mode, like, and detective mode. And you're like, oh, this movie's cooking. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going. We're moving here. This is good. Uh, And it turns out to be, like, a fun little rompy thriller detective mystery movie. And it's it's a really good time. So, I would say it's worth it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Go see it if you uh, are looking for something to do. And, uh, yeah, support the... Support my man, Kenny Brana.
1: Nice. You know? Um, Is this a... uh, Are we to expect more movies in this series? I hope so. Yeah.
0: I genuinely hope so. Because it actually feels kind of refreshing to have, like, a big studio movie that's not Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Not that I dislike Spider-Man, but, like... You know, or like The Fast and the Furious. It's like, we're, I'm a little fatigued from the franchises that we have. I would love this to turn into something bigger and more. I don't mm-hmm. know that it necessarily will. It hasn't really performed super well, unfortunately. has not done horrible? It's made like 24 domestic over the past two weeks, and um, maybe 75 worldwide unlike Guess it's a ninety million dollar budget, so I mean it's not going great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it to make, you know, but uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. people will make their money back, but I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's, like. Do
1: you think this, that like, has oh, to do? Do you think yeah. that has to do with the style of movie? Do you think people can only, only yeah. have a desire to pay for? Some sort of humongo action blowout. I think that's
0: like a a tragedy of the modern cinema landscape. Yes, Mm-hmm. is like people will stay home unless it is a exclusive to theaters and b like a monster event film where they feel they will be left out of the conversation if they don't go see it. Yeah. Is anybody really having conversations about Death of the Nile? No. The other thing I think is like a little frustrating, and this may be related and it may be not, but if you're gonna do a big event film, go to the place.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I this is like <sighs> speaks to my frustrations with some of the mushy CGI stuff there's a scene right in the beginning where they're at the Pyramids of Giza and it looks like they had one fake rock on a Greenstein studio, you know? And like the rest is like this super saturated, mushy background. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I mean, that's literally what this scene looks like. It drives me nuts. And it's like, if you're gonna do this scene movie called Death on the Nile and it's in Egypt, like, and it's, the scene at Giza is like two people. So like, Mm -hmm fly those guys out for a couple of days and shoot at the fucking pyramids. Right. I'm sorry. I know that's not feasible sometimes, but there's this element of spectacle that you're totally missing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and you get to decide when it's worth it. And when you're yeah. making that type of big movie, choose something that's worth it. Yeah. yeah. And the viewers will maybe... Know the difference?
0: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, um, speaking of that kind of thing, though, I will say I listened to the director's commentary again for F- F6. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, uh, there were a bunch of scenes that were comped in that I was like, wow, I had never noticed that before. Um, there's these, the scenes where, uh, like the, the scene where Dom comes to Brian and tells him Letty's alive, sort of outside Brian's villa, mm-hmm. uh, he's got Jack and they're playing around with cars and stuff like that. Right, right. So that scene. Lynn was like, it was raining that day. And so, when it had, like, the intermittent rain had stopped and it was sunny, we were shooting the wides and we're shooting the two shots. And then, in the close-ups, we just matched lighting and put a blurry picture behind them, basically. Huh. I was like, what? And then I looked again. I was like, oh, my God! That's completely true. Huh. So, it was kind of amazing, actually, how seamless some of this stuff is, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. there was a bunch of scenes like that.
1: That's a good one. I also, yeah, I wanted to sort of also continue this, like, uh, mechanics of a conversation and bring it back Mm -hmm. to our post-race wet parking lot, which we, in the past, criticized. But thinking about the mechanics of conversation, what types of things are available to... Like bring focus or bring variety to a one on one conversation, yeah. And in this case, right, like one of the biggest, most obvious things from most other conversations in these movies is that there's nobody around, right, yeah. and was that done on purpose um, and like if we think about what could be done to spice that up, I mean, yeah, they do the rotating. View. They spin it, as, yeah. Yeah, they spin it hard to sort of generate some sort of other engagement in that conversation. But I think, we've said in the past, it's like, it's not effective. It's very, it's almost obvious and disorienting to a point where it makes, it makes those three conversations between Dom Letty, Dom Shaw, Dom Rock. Yeah. Just some of the worst 20 minutes of the movie.
0: Wow. <laughs> I don't know that we have said that they're bad. well, we is a strong word.
1: Yeah, I certainly have said like I have to You're not into if, Yeah. Yeah, if I've I've skipped through I've skipped through it at points, but yeah, in terms of what's available to yeah. make a conversation more en- engaging. What do we think might do the trick there?
0: Well, I'll, well, can I tell you, uh, again, like I don't want to be a mouthpiece for the commentary, but can I tell you what my man J-Lynn has to say about that scene? Or Very curious. Scenes? He was, I think, even if you don't feel it's super effective, and like I feel it's kind of effective, especially the Letty chunk, the rest of it, I get what he's doing with like code versus code and stuff, but... That's shown elsewhere in the movie. I don't know. And, like, maybe we can have that conversation in a different place than just this mm-hmm. parking lot. But he said this is, the, this is like, the central piece of the movie. Like, this scene, right? And he was basically saying, I wanted to do this. He talked about the camera movement. He was like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do this with, like, normal coverage, medium Like, I I basically told Vin and and Michelle, I was like, you guys are not going to be able to hide anything. You know, because sometimes actors can have little tics or whatever, or like, memory things or that they can hide in coverage, where it's like they're not directly on them every single time or, like, you know, they're only shooting this and they can do other, you know, whatever. They've got mm-hmm. tics. They're like, you're not going to be able to hide anything because we're just going to go pretty wide and we're going to circle around you.
2: Hmm.
0: And um, he was like, basically to me, it was like the ire of the hurricane, right? Where it's like, it's like there's this moment of calm. You know, there's storm on one side, there's storm on the other. And like, there's this, mo- uh, you know, there's this <laughs> moment of calm sitting in the middle. And... Hmm. To me, even even if the scene to you is not hugely effective, I think it would be more effective if it was just Letty.
2: Mm-hmm. And I agree.
0: Drag on for the second half with Shaw. Even if it's not hugely effective, though, I do love that thinking, right? I really like mm-hmm. the idea and motivation behind that camera movement of like using sort of the symbology of the hurricane to influence what you're doing with the camera i think is a smart interesting creative way to think in the way like good filmmakers should be thinking you know mm-hmm. that being said he also said he was like after this scene he's like between this scene and the highway scene he was like it just it really stinks he's like this really <laughs> stinks he's like after that scene's done he's like yeah this movie's not good for like for uh-huh. like 20 minutes. he's like this, it's rough for like 20 minutes <laughs> now not much is going on there's just like a couple of people talking you know Rock and Gina Carano are sort of doing stuff but nobody really cares you know mm-hmm. it's it was a lot of that kind of thing so
1: um, wait Jeremy Lin is um anti the highway scene
0: but Justin Lin. potentially Jeremy Lin is a bad sorry
1: kid. <laughs> Sorry, Justin Lin. I do this all the time. Yeah. yeah, Justin Lin doesn't like the highway scene, but is
0: no, no, loves the highway scene. But just as between like the Got movie, it. the twenty minutes between that parking lot scene and when the highway scene comes up, he's like the movie's not very good.
1: Yeah, so. big drag.
0: Yeah, big drag. Which I'm totally agree with. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's bad. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. What else is going on? Mm. Yeah, what else do you have from this week?
2: Mm.
1: Uh, I mean, the end of five... Yeah. There's a repetition here with the... um. Let's go to Tokyo. Why Tokyo? And I think it's funny that they have to keep... Like, we watch these movies constantly, but at the time with these releases. Yeah. They have to remind people that why Han is there. right? And it's funny that they feel like they have to do that. Because in a lot of ways throughout the series, sort of who cares what's who's where who and why. Who cares
0: who's where and why they're there. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah.
1: So it's funny that they feel the need to do that.
0: Um, I agree. Well, let me see. Five... Just off the top of my head, 5 is 2011, and this movie is 2013. So, two years apart. But especially, Tokyo Drift was 2006. So, I guess, and then, what, 4 is 9. So, three years after Tokyo Drift, he's in the DR, he's like, I hear they're doing some crazy shit in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And then in 5, what does he say in 5? 5.
1: Five is at the end after... Oh, they're, in, um,
0: they're on the, the, the Autobahn, and they're driving. Right. right. And he's like, Tokyo. She's like, this is Gal Gadot, again. Uh, Tokyo. We always talk about the Tokyo. Sorry. Um, and then this one, what does he say?
1: Um, This one, it is... When is it? It's so it's before all right, it's obviously before the airport, but how did she say it? I forgot. Giselle says is it, it too. Is
0: it is it yeah, you know where it is? I know where it is, it's way before. It's in the beginning during the montage of like the crew coming back together. They're mm. in somewhere getting noodles, mm. right? And oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're talking about what where they should go next, and maybe they should just oh, yeah. do Tokyo, right? Mm-hmm. Also, it's like take a trip and <laughs> stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I think yeah, right. It, I think what I'm pointing out is that like, if we think that nobody watched Tokyo Drift to begin with, right? Why spend so much time catering to that particular? piece like consmack, that's fine but aren't we led to believe that one was good two was a stinker three also a stinker but then convince somebody that it was worth making four five six in succession and
0: yeah and six let's just apparently go for it was going to be two movies originally
2: mm-hmm
0: they were mm-hmm. going to do six Six and seven, they were going to film at the same time, and it was going to be The Fast and The Furious. That's what they were going to be called. Number six was just going to be called... It was the going to go, Fast? No, no, no I, didn't, I, fast. I didn't want to go through the titles. If this was the case, in an alternate universe where this was the case, The mm-hmm. Fast and The Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. The Fast and Furious colon Tokyo Drift. Fast Ampersand Furious. Fast Five. The fast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: The Fury. <laughs>
2: oh
0: my God. That was gonna be it. He was gonna be done. Uh-huh. The whole franchise was gonna be done.
2: Right. Right.
0: I, I don't know where the decision got made to like pass it off, but Lynn during the commentary is like this is my last movie too. Mm-hmm. So, in mm-hmm. the Piccadilly Circus, it's not Piccadilly Circus, we all call, always call it the Piccadilly Circus scene, but it's not. It's the Treasury Building in London. Um, the race, before the race, where Rita mm-hmm. Orton is. Mm-hmm. Except she's not actually there, I learned. Um, uh, in that scene, you know, it's like, he was basically like, this is the last model party scene i'll ever have to film (laughs) it's like i'll never have to do this again i'm so excited i don't ever 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 have to do it Mm -hmm. i love that i love that but lo and behold he came back for another one so (laughs) that's what it is Mm -hmm. i can't wait for director's commentary at nine yeah nice um what else do i have I mean, really, my only other like big reveal was like Rita Ora was nowhere to be found during that shoot. Mm. Not that she disappeared; they just like didn't have that piece. They just started. I guess they started racing, or somebody else counted them off. Mm-hmm. And then Vin, during editing, during post, was like called Lynn up. He was like, "I just met Rita Ora." <laughs> <laughs>
2: no way. No. <laughs>
0: This Is exactly what happened. He was like, I'm a Rita Aura. She's amazing. She just feels like London. We got to put her in this movie. <laughs> and so they had like a satellite crew run over to London or wherever the fuck she was, go to a parking lot with two cars and Rita Aura and like some lights and a wow. machine and just shoot this thing and then cut it in.
1: There was kind of like a fence type of thing behind her.
0: Mm-hmm. You think
1: that was there for the shoot or it put in later on?
0: I I I think she was. There may be some on her close up, some comping in, and then. But you can see all the stuff with her in it. I was looking when he was talking about it. Like falls off to black very quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very dark. Clearly
0: obscuring where the hell they're shooting this thing.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, which I thought was interesting.
1: <laughs> I like that. Um, been actively networking during the movie yeah. and getting people sponsored. It almost seems like um cardi b in the definite in past nine is one of exact same type of
0: uh, definite uh, connection absolutely no question to me <laughs> like in my mind n- like no question <laughs> right
1: <laughs> that explains a lot more given yeah. that she talks like, about Vince being
0: process. yeah.
1: Vince' process, and it's always confusing, like, how she's in there. you think that she has a lot more scenes. They got cut out, but nope. it makes a lot more sense that...
0: Let's just find something for Cardi B. <laughs> I just met Cardi B. I love her. Mm-hmm. Let's find something for her to do in this movie. <laughs> we shot it all already. It's done.
2: We're right. wrapped. Right. Yeah,
0: but, you know, what if, you know...
1: And they do like, a little memory trick on that one, because she... Like they meet each other only in the armored car, but she says, "Hey, like, don't you remember? Didn't, didn't you see all of me and my girls in the front of the place?" She wasn't there. They don't show. No. So no, they don't they do show. A memory. I
0: have paid attention. To that. They memory trick us. is what they're <laughs> yes. doing. It's manipulative. Yeah. And exactly. They, they like introduce not just like that, but they also introduce Cardi B in a way that's like, "Oh, remember Cardi B?" from yeah. the Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? god damn it the, the that's exactly
1: up. what's happening that's exactly what's happening now that I know more it makes me upset
0: yeah oh man anyway um the only other thing I have is that all the babies were good on this movie so there was no issue with babies and uh, mm-hmm. life, is, life is a peach unlike five um alright should we do a little shout outs Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first?
1: Uh, I can go first. So yeah. I, was, uh, I was out of town last week. We took a little week trip to Vermont. Nice. And um, I, I probably talk about this every time I go out of town because it results in me having a rental car experience. So yeah. I used yeah. Avis this time.
0: Oh, okay. So Avis, is I don't think, is one we've touched on. We've touched on a lot of rental cars Mm-hmm. Budget, hurts. maybe Enterprise, mm-hmm. and now Avis.
1: Now so, Avis. Yeah. So um, in most of my previous rentals, I've made some sort of trip out to Queens, either LaGuardia or JFK to go and pick up one of these cars. That's yeah. where the rates are the best. This time I found that it was a little bit easier for me to get a car in downtown Brooklyn.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's preferred. I've gotten a Hertz there many years back. That was very convenient. Avis was also sort of downtown. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. I wanted to, and this is, yeah, this is not a criticism, but I wanted to drive a Mazda CX-5 because I'm thinking about buying one. But So I signed up for it. They didn't have that car available. That's fine. I will say, like, as a Hertz Gold member, Avis is not as nice. No. The facilities aren't as nice. The cars aren't as nice. Yeah. Equally as convenient to get to. This one in particular was inside of like a, like a larger apartment complex. And in the bottom though, of this underground five story parking lot. Yeah. Not great. But it was okay. okay. I was able to rent a car. Um it was it's fine. The rental experience. What car was did
0: fine. you rent? Can we talk about
1: that? So how, yeah. So I wanted a CX5. I needed to I need some storage capacity and I needed some four-wheel drive, knowing that I was of going course. up to the snow. Of um, course. they didn't have the CX5 available, so they gave me a few options. They're like, all right, we have a Ford Escape, a Hyundai, I forgot what it is, one of their SUVs. And a GMC something.
0: Sonata? Was it a... No, that's
1: a... Sonata's a sedan. sedan.
0: And so is the Elantra.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a Telluride. It's whatever their kind of like regular...
0: Yeah, midsize. Midsize uh, SUV. SUV. Yeah.
1: So they gave me those three options. Or they were like, got a Toyota 4Runner for a few extra bucks.
0: Ooh. Yes, please. (laughs) So I was
1: like, yeah, I'm for sure going for the 4Runner. Load me
0: up. Yeah.
1: So it was nice. It was a, I'm not sure if it was a current, it probably wasn't a current year. It had maybe 40,000 miles on it. That's not bad. Yeah. But it was nice. It was a big silver car. It was bigger than I thought it was. And I had some concerns as I was leaving the parking lot. And I thought I either had a flat tire or there was something wrong with the car because I wasn't used to just rolling back and forth a lot. Yeah. A lot of mass high off the ground. Yeah. But top heavy. Mm hmm. I found at the end of the rental that the parking lot was actually just lumpy.
0: <laughs> oh, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. But overall, I mean, we had the car for a week. I really enjoyed the forerunner. It took a little bit of getting used to for driving, um, even though it was a little bit, even though I found out that the parking lot was lumpy. It just sways a lot more than I'm used to. Right. Um, but once I got used to it, it does perform well. We, there were some snowy conditions, some dirt roads that I was driving on. I really like that. Yeah. And excellent capacity. Um, but, yeah, I also like the different off-road modes. This comes from just driving. The Tiguan had just full-time all-wheel drive, so I didn't have to engage in four-wheel drive modes. It would just do it automatically. Right. This was kind of fun and, satisfac- and yeah, satisfying to... Yeah, there was a regular two-wheel drive, which is a rear wheel, and then a four-wheel drive, and then like a super four-wheel drive, which is designed for slow speed, high, I don't know, demand for four-wheel Sick. drive. Sick. Yeah, but it was fun. The only other thing is that it drove, it was a little bit wobbly at your target highway speed between 65, 75 miles an hour yeah. below that. Drove well above that. Solid. Shaky. But yeah, yeah. it almost was like reverberating. Yeah, I another feeling. Normal There's something speeds.
0: good about having a boat though. You know, just like a big fat yeah. boat. Yeah. Um, and when you're on a highway in a big fat boat, you. I know this is like the thing <laughs> anti-car people are all like, <laughs> hate, <laughs> but like you feel like, you, you kind of feel like you're king of the road. You know? Yeah. Like kinda feeling good. Like I'm a king of road. So no, I'm for it. I'm I mean Avis is not one I've really had a lot of um experience with either. I've been to that Hertz in downtown Brooklyn where you it's like in a garage also, which is not my mm-hmm. favorite Hertz in the world. I did yeah. have an experience recently while I was in the US of having a rental car delivered to me and then also picked up. Mm hmm. Um yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the move?
0: It that's the move. Mm-hmm. It was great. So you know, just an option. I'll ch- it's out there. Check it out for next time.
1: Uh, does that does it cost a lot more? Does it cost more or less than having groceries delivered?
0: More, I think. Yeah. So um yeah, full circle. Anyway, Uh, Next on the agenda is Nick's shout-out, which is, I want to give a shout-out to SteroClear100. I'm looking at it right now. It is a nasal spray.
2: Ooh. I have
0: had a um, pretty persistent frog in my lower throat for maybe, I don't know, maybe like a couple months. Mm -hmm. The boiler is like a little concerning. Uh, and I still don't quite know what's going on. I haven't had a diagnosis yet, but they did give me, they said the two most common things are like indigestion, like stomach acid, which I know kind of what that feels like, and it didn't really feel like that, or like a post-nasal drip, where like something's weird with your nasal cavities, and it's just kind of dripping down and getting a little gnarly in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they gave me this steroid spray, and you just you shoot it up your nose in each nostril once a day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it cleared up a few days. It's like pretty much cleared it up. Uh, it's very effective. And, uh, you know, I don't think you can just run out and buy this product. But I would recommend it if you're looking for something to clear that for- frog out of your throat. I'm still going to mm-hmm. go consult with my ENT. I got a referral for an ENT. So I'm going to go see that one of those people. Cool. But in the meantime, my GP put me on this and uh, it's working pretty good so far. So, a little shout out to that.
1: Nice. So, you're yeah. feeling it in the throat. Are you feeling anything in no, the no, 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 face? No. Yeah. No, I feel fine. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Wouldn't have thought of that. Spray it in your nose to treat uh, something in your throat.
0: It, apparently, it like the drip is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's all connected. E- e- your nose, throat. All the canals right. are all interconnected. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, seems seems to be working okay so far. I mean, knock on wood. You know, it's nothing serious. But yeah, that's what's going on uh, at least for a little bit. Um, what else is happening? No, that's it. If you have any experience with any of these kinds of things. You can probably uh, reach us on Twitter at NOLT Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast, where no one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Right after this episode, we are recording another episode in our series on... You know, uh, those mid-budget Jason Statham movies that happened in the early 2000s. So, we're doing a whole raft of those. Two of them are up already, and you should check them out. Patreon.com slash podcast, Throw us a fuck. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch your pods. Uh, Please, it's the most helpful thing you can do is throw us a rating, throw us a review. I don't care if you hate the podcast. I mean, I do a little bit. It would be nice, you know, (laughs) be nice. But, you know, same shit. Anyway, Daryl, that's it from me this week.
1: Same here. We'll chat next week on the regular No One Likes to Tune a Podcast for Furious 7. Till next time.
0: You mean The Furious.
1: The (laughs) Furious.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy.